0: finals week is so stressful. Okay, Ray
1: Ray is fundamental, okay. number one podcast from the get go, yeah. and since you're listening
0: you got good sense, so let me break it down on this instrumental, it's basketball and all its essences, it's Full of pop culture references, okay. <laughs> Point guards to stretch fours and fives. The last puffy episode, despite survived. Uh, yeah. Never mind, let me get on track. Houston had a good run, and a team was stacked. We had plans for the T Wolves, well, y'all remember? Oh, yeah. Quick question in sync Who's your favorite? Remember, uh, oops, I did it again. Hold up, wait. Best team on the court, probably Golden State, yeah. Korean them, yeah, they out this world, but that's Ray's top five. He's saying the Spice Girls. <laughs> The Ray Ray's Fundamental Podcast, episode 127, recorded on October 1st, 2020, or maybe March 215, 2020, I don't even know what day it is anymore because of what's going on. My name is Ray Ray, otherwise, if my, if my name is something like Jake, then it would be called Jake is Fundamental, and man, does it sound really weird. My guess! She covers the WNBA for the Athletic, she's done quite a lot of work for USA Today, Yahoo! Sports, including the launch of 4th place medal, which covers the Olympics. My good friend Maggie Hendricks.
1: How are you? I'm good. I'm very, very good. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah. So, let's start out the music before the music. Five and a half months ago, the last time we talked on this podcast, sports... how
1: did that long go? It seems like it was yesterday and ten years ago all at once. Right?
0: Yeah. Like I, today is Thursday, right? <laughs> I'm not sure what day it is Thursday. anymore. Okay. Anyway, sports weren't happening, but now the NHL has successfully finished up, MLB's in the playoffs, WNBA and the NBA are in the playoffs, Tennis finished up the U.S. Open and doing the French Open right now, the NFL's trying to find their way through. How do you feel about it now? Uh, You know, all of those sports I feel
1: okay about, not great. Because I don't think we've done enough as Americans to to really deserve them. You don't say. Yeah. (laughs) It's the college sports that I feel really icky about. Um, Watching watching college football players put themselves at risk for no money. Um, I tried watching my dear University of Missouri the -hmm. other night. Now, granted, they were being shellacked by Alabama, so it was easy to turn (laughs) the game off. But even just watching it was uh, not great. Didn't feel right.
0: Yeah, and this goes into my rant that was that I wanted to tell you before we got on here. So, a person I will not mention, my high school friend, <clears throat> was okay. So he's a Titans fan, and the Titans' theaters got postponed because you know the the, the uh, football players and staff tested positive on COVID. Hey. And he called it a blessing in disguise because the players needed more rest. What? Yeah, that's. Uh,
1: I, I saw somebody. I saw somebody who was a Steelers fan. Just like it wasn't anybody I knew on Twitter. It just is. Um, just somebody who's tweet past my eyes. Say something about like, well, it's not fair how we're how we're being punished by this, and then the Steelers. But he was saying, we, by the way, buddy, you don't suit up. Ah. Um, Yeah. Here's my biggest thing with football, with what concerns me with football and why I am incredibly concerned for Tennessee. Because the Tennessee Titans haven't told us which players are infected, which is totally fine. That is their... um,
0: That's their right, yeah.
1: That's their right. I I absolutely agree. They, They deserve privacy on this. But what concern what I'm concerned about is offensive linemen. Because one, one of the one of the things, things that is a comorbidity, comorbidity with COVID nineteen and puts and you at being greater risk is being obese. obese. And yes, yes, they're in amazing shape because they're professional football players, but offensive linemen to be able to do the job that they need to to block for quarterbacks and running backs, they need to be big. They need to be giant. Yeah. And so I am I am so concerned about offensive linemen and also to a certain point defensive linemen. They're usually not as like girthy, yeah. <laughs> but um, but they still are big dudes. And I feel, feel like, like and when I'm seeing younger people be truly badly affected by, by coronavirus, that, that is a big commonality. So, so I you know, know I like as much as I love football, and yes, I will spend Sunday watching football. And I hope my Bears stay incredibly healthy and safe. Um, and I, I mean every player. I want every player in the NFL to stay healthy and safe. I just am also going to be worried about all the players, but t- particularly
0: those offensive linemen. That's what I'm so concerned about. And people are more worried about their fantasy teams instead of the athletes. It's like, oh, no, they have COVID. I got to change my defense now. And I'm just like, Wow you don't care about them.
1: Right. That's like, I mean, when we were first hearing about some of the baseball players, and I was seeing people tweet out fantasy advice about that. And I was like, look, I get it that. I get that it's your job to write tweet about fantasy. But,
0: man, give it some time. You know? Have some empathy, really. Like. Right. Remember that they're humans first. I know. Oh. I think that's what people forget that because they're so used to having their entertainment every fall or every spring, and now that's being taken care. It's being t- being taken away from them. It's like, hey, man, like what are you doing to my entertainment? Stop getting sick. Like, right. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, these these players have are, are are humans with loved ones, with
1: kids, with you know mortgages and all the kinds of concerns that we have. Um, and I think sometimes because they're paid. A lot more money than the average American is paid that we think like, oh, but it's fine. They can handle it because they're a millionaire. You know, <laughs> money only goes so far, friends. It only goes so far.
0: Yeah, seriously. And if you're dead, how can you use the money anyway?
1: Exactly. And I And I'm sure every child out there would much rather have their parents than a whole lot of money. Right. So... So my point is just be nice and say nice and, and remember that players are are people and, you know, that they have the same kind of concerns you, you want, you have. Yeah. Now I'm
0: pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about basketball. All right. The hoopla. Here we go. WNBA Finals. Uh, I do have to ask you first though about how disappointed you were that the Chicago Sky didn't get deep in the postseason.
1: It, it was disappointing, but um, it was a very dis- different disappointment than last season because last season they felt like they they had everything to to really make a run in the semifinals. Um, this season, as soon as Azure Stevens and Diamond Shields left the bubble, that was huge. Yeah. I mean, they just—they just didn't have the depth, and you saw it um, in the the bench scoring. The bench scoring—it was basically just Gabby Williams, and she was having to do so much on defense that her offense suffered. And she was just on the she was just on the court way too much. And I mean, all of them. I mean, and I think another thing that that kind of hurt is. Sydney Colson was supposed to be the backup for Courtney Anderson. Vandersloot. That, that was, when she was signed that, that was understand. the understanding. But, but then she unfortunately had the coronavirus, had the coronavirus got, got to the bubble late, rates. and it seemed like, you know, when there were 22 games and she wasn't there for the um, when she wasn't there for the the very short training camp, she really she never really seemed to get into the groove of being with the team yeah so, so i think not having not having sydney colson play the part that she was expected to play and then also losing azure and diamond it just it was just too much even i mean courtney vandersloot god bless her she tried to do everything she could by herself um but you know there's only so much a person can do yeah. so yeah, I, it was it was tough. It was tough to watch when you know the season started with so much promise, but at the same time, like you know, it, it, I I also didn't want to see them continue to play and just be
0: struggling the way they did. Start out ten and four, and I know somewhere that, like you said, uh, Asri Stevens and uh, Diamond of Shields left. They finished the season two and six. Not so great, and I know Courtney, yeah, like you mentioned, Courtney tried so hard. Average 10 assists per game. It's insane to think about. Yeah.
1: You know, and I was talking with a friend online about um, the, the expected amount of assists for WNBA players, and he said that, like, he was surprised that 10 was the record because it is so much higher in the NBA. Yeah. But, of course, the WNBA quarters are 10 minutes each. Yes. And also, they just move the ball around more, so assists are more, are just more spread out. Yeah. You know, you won't have just one player. I mean, Stephanie Dolson, Dolson usually give give, throws in a ton of assists, assist, and she's, she's a front-court player. So, you, you know, it's just a little bit different kind of game, and in 10 assists a game, averaging that is crazy talk.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen, like, five or six assists lead the league. But like you mentioned, yeah. they pass the ball around so much more than the NBA does, which is just catching up to it now, really, you know. Right. So, right. so um, it
1: just it's and then she of course also broke the single game record with eighteen assists, which is just like I mean it just was crazy. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. And like and because they didn't have Azure they didn't have Diamond and if Sloot and Alley Quigley struggle, it's like it's just curtains for the Chicago sky. So, um. Yeah,
1: I mean, and we'll, we'll see what happens next season. We'll see if they work, if they, you know, a lot of people were on one-year contracts. I believe Stephanie Dolson was. I believe Kalia Copper was. Um, so we'll see what exactly team is made and if they want to just keep the band back together for one season or what. Um, I mean, Allie Quigley's getting a little bit older. So is Courtney VanderSloot. I mean, they're both in their early 30s, so I'm not putting them out to pasture yet, but
0: it is something to be aware of. Do you know how hard it is for me, a man, to talk about age in (laughs) WNBA? I don't want to be like, oh, she's an early, like, I don't want to insult them or anything like that, because obviously, I've been taught not to talk about women's ages, so it's hard for me.
1: (laughs) But when it's listed, I mean, it's one thing when a woman's like, no, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, or lies a bit, but this stuff is listed, so they're athletes, you gotta talk about them like they're athletes. I'll try my best. Anyway, <laughs> it's like Stephanie Dolson put on some muscle weight this season, mm-hmm. and then getting coronavirus for her was a little was a little rough. But you can say, hey, Steph put on some weight and looks good. It's not the same. It's not the same thing as being like, as talking about a woman's weight. You know,
0: they're athletes.
1: They're used to it.
0: Okay, I'll get used to it too because I mean, I I've watched the WNBA. I mean, I watched the WNBA casually. But it's like, it's hard for me to say, oh, well, she gained weight and stuff like that. And, man, make it sound like not an insult, you know? So, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying my best here. Um, <laughs> who were your biggest surprises this, uh, this season in the, the WNBA? I mean, we see the Lynx made the semifinals this year, which I didn't expect I didn't, I didn't expect them to do that.
1: I didn't expect that particularly after <laughs> Sylvia Foles wasn't, wasn't able, able to be Sylvia, Sylvia Foles. Yeah. Um, But honestly... You know who the biggest surprise to me is the Aces, because once Liz Cambage said she was out, and then Kelsey Plum, which uh, she tore her Achilles with it, I think. Yes. Um, if that is like with those two things going on, I was like, there. Even with Asia Wilson, the MVP, even with bringing in Angel but Angel McCutcheon was coming off of a torn ACL, and we didn't know what she was going to be, because speaking of age, she's in her mid-thirties, you know? Yeah. Um, when I was not expecting for them to be in the finals this season after after Lute not having all of those pieces from last season, and then also having to figure out Angel McCautry's role, and if Angel McCautry was going to be this good,
0: but God bless her, she was. Yeah. And they certainly were saving her for um, the playoffs because I think she only played like 21 minutes per game or whatever. And game four against the Sun, she scored 16 of 29 points in the third quarter and basically saved her season.
1: Right. And you know what? I I am a dyed-in-the-wool Chicago Bulls fan. Like, it's like part of my DNA. Yes. So, so disliking Bill Lambert is also part of my DNA. <laughs> Like I I have not liked the man since I was like eight years old. It is, it's just impossible. (laughs) I think he did a very good job of keeping his players fresh because the schedule was rough. Yeah, most player, most teams had a game every other day, and then they had also had a very short training camp. And before that, they didn't have quite the access to the gyms that they like. And so keeping his players fresh and healthy is a really, really impressive thing that he did. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that he understood from being a player. Mm-hmm. From being a player in the NBA and understanding the grueling nature of a season, I think he understood how to keep them fresh a little bit more, um, and that experience definitely came in handy.
0: They certainly play physical, like like his old bad boys, and uh, not a lot so, of three-pointers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the funny, funny thing about this this, this team. When uh, watching the Last Dance, reminded me first of all of how much I hated those Detroit Pistons teams. <laughs> but it also reminded me like of that style of play that they had. They weren't they didn't really con- weren't very concerned about outside shots, which is true of the Aces too. And they're a very physical team, which made me laugh when they were complaining about the sun being too physical. Because I was like, really? Have you looked in a mirror lately? Cause <laughs> Um, But that I mean, they are definitely... I don't think the Sparks are are as much in Derek Fisher's image as much as the Aces are completely in Bill Lambert's image.
0: Yeah, and we saw Game 5 between the Sun and the Aces, a 66-63 final, which is really low for a WNBA game. And for both of those... I mean, both those teams have some shooters. Yeah.
1: You know? Like, there's some good shooters on both teams, but no, that was just... That was a... That was like, like a almost like, like a punch match. Like it was incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah, can we talk about Alyssa Thomas really quick? Yes, like, we can. because I think she's like the most indestructible human being in my lifetime. I think so.
1: Um, Brittany Del Cretas wrote a really good piece about her um, for Autostraddle, and said like. Yeah, it's amazing what she's done. It is amazing that she dislocated her shoulder on Tuesday and was like, screw it, pop it back in, I'll be back on Thursday. And, you I know, mean, we've seen athletes do things like that before. Adam Rippon
0: dislocated his shoulder
1: in the middle of a skating, <laughs> skating routine, popped it back in, and kept the skating <laughs> in the middle of a competition. Like, athletes are conditioned to be that way. Yeah, I think the thing that we need to talk about more when we're talking about Alyssa Thomas is the conditions that exist that won't let her get the surgery to repair her torn labrum.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: You know, she's had, now she might be able to do it. I think because she'll be she's making more money. All the w- WNBA players are making more money now. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe this off season she'll be able to forego playing off overseas, and and be able to get the surgery that will take. I think, I think the torn labrum surgery would take, like, about three to four months to recover from, so she will have time to get healthy and get better. But it's amazing what she will play through That to just get, get stuff handled so that she can continue to play. Because, I mean, she had to adjust her shot. I don't, like, it just boggles my mind. When you think of a basketball player and their shot, it's, like, so so ingrained in them they've they've put their arms up to shoot the ball thousands of times and then all of a sudden it's like hey you have to change it because you tore your labrum like it's nuts
0: yeah like i see those push shots that she does and it's just it just amazes me how accurate she is with those push shots that she does
1: i know and it it makes me feel very lazy lazy. yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: but it's so funny, though, because like, I was talking to first Jordan Liggins of The Ringer and Michael Sykes of USA Today about Alyssa, uh, both on this podcast and on Twitter, and we're just kind of like, of course she's playing, because that's just how she is. It's like, she doesn't need limbs. She, she'll have two legs cut off. She'll still probably play.
1: To be out there. <laughs> Why? Well, part of it, too, though, is that when she found out she wasn't going to damage her arm, her shoulders anymore mm-hmm. by playing, then it was like... It was just about pain threshold, and it's clear she doesn't have one. So, um, you know, I, I think I think sadly a lot of athletes will just say, um, say, well, like, oh, it's just pain. All right, I'll play through it. Right. Not the best thing in the world, but also athletes are built different than the rest of
0: us. Yeah. I mean, I stopped playing basketball regularly at 28 years old. It's like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to get hurt anymore. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And here's – she is playing through two-turn labrums, a dislocated shoulder, and whatever else wear and tear she has on her body.
1: Right. Right. There's probably much more that we don't know about, but yeah. you know, that's just – that's athletes. They're insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm 41. I have pain on my right shoulder. I have um, pain on my right ankle. And it's like – it's just that – I'm not even i – I'm not a pro athlete, and I have this much pain. Uh, after playing basketball, like like I said, I stopped playing at 28. These professional athletes are, like, hurting so much. And they People, just keep going. Yeah, and they just keep going. People don't even realize how much they're hurt, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm 41 as
1: well. Um, On my 40th birthday, I woke up and my hip was, my hip was hurting. That, I have no idea why my hip was hurting, but that was my present on my 40th birthday.
0: Yeah, I want my 20s back. When there's no I don't want that I don't well want that. I, I want okay maybe 30 because at least there's there's the balance of maturity and being healthy a little bit I guess maybe maybe I don't know I don't like getting older um so who do you have who do you have for the finals obviously we see Seattle they're back to their 2018 self they look really good um of course the aces they also lost the Erica though, which is big for them Right,
1: Two-time time, two sixth woman of the year. She is a huge, huge part of that team. And, you know, there's something about Dierica that, like, actually does remind me of her coach when she's on the court. She does not mess around. She's so focused. Like, she just is really fun to watch. So it's, it sucks to not have her in the finals. Yeah. Uh, the uh, storm will be without Sammy Whitcomb, who went back to Australia. Um, because her wife is about to have a baby yes so she wants to be there for the birth of her child which makes sense um, so they're both both teams have um, are, are did lose uh, I believe Sammy Whitcomb is a was a bench player yeah. for storm so um, I think I, you know I think that it's not exactly equal losses but um, I do think the storm is going to win this one. They've just been so perfectly keyed in and perfectly calm, even when things were going wrong. They just have an ability to stay focused and stay just on the on the job. If there, I can't think of a better word for it. But and then when you have Stubert on the on your team and when you have Brianna Stewart on your team mm-hmm. and Julie's playing great basketball too, like. I, I, that's a lot to overcome, even with Asia Wilson, even with the MVP that's a whole lot to um, overcome
0: I probably shouldn't tell my niece Eden who I'm picking for this one
1: uh oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just glad that, that she, get, she gets a few more games of Kayla McBride and you don't have to explain Eliminated to her just yet <laughs> you know, she's the
0: biggest Aces fan in the world yeah, oh my gosh like it, it's so funny how like uh because there's a basketball court in our in our backyard right and uh I'm shooting around and I'm missing shots and she and he and Eden's just like you're not good like Kayla mcBride.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, she'll get there. you know she's yeah. got a little time.
0: Yeah. this is Shay, Shay Serrano and you are listening to the Ray Ray. This fundamental podcast. I think Ray Ray should change the name of the podcast, but he likes it. So that's what you're listening to. NBA talk. Uh, the Bulls hired Billy Donovan. Yeah. Do you like that hire?
1: I, you know, I'm kind of like neutral with that hire. Um, I was really sad when Doc Rivers was let go of the Clippers or mutually, whatever. Huh. Um, because I've always wanted to see Doc in Chicago. Right. Um, for many reasons, number one, he's from Chicago. He's actually, he's from Maywood, uh, which is the suburb right next to the suburb I grew up in.
0: Ooh, okay. Uh,
1: he he, he went, went to the, the same, same high school, school as my parents, parents, a few years behind them, uh, won state, state championships. championships. By, By the way, randomly, the, the same high school, school that John Prime went to, also. <laughs> There's nice. your random fact for the day. Oh. Uh, John Prime was a few years in front of my parents, Dak Rivers was a few years behind him. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, I I would have – I really, really have always wanted Doc Rivers to coach the Bulls and just to be in Chicago doing so much good. It would be about – I think he's a great basketball coach, but it would be about much more than basketball if he were the coach here. Um, kind of like when Dwayne Wade was in Chicago. Like it On the court, it was a disaster. But on the court, he did a lot of good. Um, but, I, you know, Billy Donovan, I think – It's good to have a coach with some credentials because the Bulls haven't had somebody who had been a head coach before. I really can't remember who was, if there was anybody who was a coach in the NBA, like, going through. Oh, Vinny Del Negro had been, like, a fill-in coach for a little bit, but that's it. Like, they just, they need a coach with some experience and a coach who their players are going to respect, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Billy Donovan is going to be that guy. Because Lord knows Jim Boylan was not
0: respectful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we all saw we all saw the footage and stories of Jim Boylan and Zach Levine and all that stuff. So that's great. Um, I, mean,
1: I wasn't in the locker room that much, but I was in it enough to <laughs> felt that disrespect. You could absolutely feel it.
0: Yeah, and Billy Donovan at least took the Thunder to the playoffs five straight years. So,
1: yeah, and I I mean, and not everything that happened with the Thunder leaving with the Thunder not making not getting a, a championship was his fault, you yeah. know? Yeah. So there were things that were beyond his control. So I you know, I I don't know what, what to expect, expect with the Bulls, Bulls, but it's a much better <laughs> not knowing what to like, I knew exactly what to expect last season and it was bad. So it's kind of fun not knowing what to expect and it possibly being good.
0: Yeah. And then we had the finals. Lakers in the Heat. The Lakers just walked all over Miami Heat. And your old boy Jimmy Butler. Okay, so I did not have Miami making the playoffs this year before the season started.
1: Who did? Nobody in the world would have expected this.
0: Yeah, and now they're in the finals. And I gotta, I gotta call BS for those that said that. Oh, Miami's gonna make the NBA finals this year. No, dude, not with this team. No disrespect, but you know what
1: I mean. And did not. I mean, there's just so much that's different about these finals that there was a lot more that players had to manage besides just being ready for the playoffs. Sure. It ha- also had to be had to be how your team handled the bubble, how your management handled the bubble. And honestly, I think that he, as much as we talk about Big Face, Little Face, Coffee, and all all these jokes that Jimmy Butler has, keeping things light when you're in a situation like the bubble is really really important and i think that when you say look at at the situation the bucks were in did they have the most talent out of all of the eastern conference teams absolutely but i don't think they had that kind of just looseness and keeping things light and i honestly think that's why they didn't last
0: very long mm-hmm. yeah i mean they also had to deal with other situations like kenosha like
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's there's so much going on for players to deal with, and then to deal with in a situation where you're stuck in a in Orlando, can't leave, can't go see your family. I mean, a lot of them, their family got to see get got to be there eventually, but there's just a lot. There's just a whole lot going on, and so I, you know, I think that the reason the Heat made the playoffs is they are the most they were the or made the finals is they were the in the best situation for handling everything but i do that I, i'm not going to like get angry at the box for not making it to the finals i thought they would i thought they were the best team that i saw play this season but when you have that long layoff and then you have the i mean it's just a lot mm-hmm. so i don't blame any player for not handling things well because it's just it's a, it's just a lot. And like it was the same thing when Diamond DeShields and Britney Griner left the bubble for personal reasons. It's just a lot. And and if a player saying, "You know what? I cannot play well in this situation." I I, I honestly give them give them credit for admitting it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and looking back, it's probably the perfect storm for the Miami Heat because they the, the, they did beat the Bucks twice pre-pandemic, so right. it feels like the perfect matchup for the Heat and the worst for the Bucks, really. Right. So
1: that I mean, there's no reason. Like I felt like this right when the NBA started and people were talking about predictions and stuff. I was like, you don't know. We just don't know how any of this is gonna work out. Yeah. So you know, I I I get. I get why teams didn't do as well. And I also get why the Heat are the one that did well did well and also on the other hand why the Lakers are there too. You know, like you have to have a team that you can joke with and have fun with to be able to handle all this. Every time I talk to to a sky player from the bubble, that's what they talk about. It's like how important it was that they liked each other because of how tough it is. Mm-hmm. So um it's, it's that it's that, that same, same kind of thing, thing. That, that like you, you, you have, have to be able to, be able to like, like um, who you're stuck in this, this bubble, bubble, bubble with, and, and so and I think and it's, and it's helped that for example the Lakers have like this patriarch truly, and LeBron James, and he's you know helping guiding this team through all this, and it's the same thing with Jimmy Butler, and and you yeah. know it is funny though Jimmy Butler was seen was as a problem in all these places. <laughs> All these places you've seen there's a problem. problem until somebody, somebody saw the somebody way saw the right way to use know, Jimmy Butler. And when, and when you, you know, know when you have Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, they have figured it out. So by the way, I'm loving all of your Eric Spolstra Filipino jazz. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's 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 experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, know how, I know how that goes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I I
1: definitely, I am not Filipino, but there's enough, there were enough Filipino families at my church uh-huh. that I saw, I know exactly this look you're getting, that you are talking about, yes. that Filipino dad look.
0: Yes. Yep. I'm not one, but I do have one, so I know right. how it goes, and, exactly. yeah, by the way, the whole, you can't play video games on the weekdays, that did happen to me, like, that was an actual thing with my dad. <laughs> where it's like you can only do schoolwork on the weekdays and you absolutely cannot play video games during that week. You know? Yep. Yeah. I know how that goes. And uh, speaking of the bubble, like, um, I was talking to other people. It's like, yeah, you're right. We don't know how this is going to go. What if Portland goes on a run and goes to the NBA Finals? And that was definitely possible, except it happened with another team and it happened to be the Miami Heat. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who you got for this one? Lakers or Heats? I do think the Lakers are
1: going to win it. Um, I, there's just there's that look in LeBron's eye that scares me. Yeah. In a way, you know. Yeah. Um, I I just I think, think they, they have so many skilled players, players. So many players. They they just like even if they have to turn to their bench, they've got a great bench. So, mm-hmm. I, do you think it's going to be uh, the Lakers? But I do think this is a season that the Heat can definitely be very proud of. I know that doesn't put a ring on your finger, but it still yeah. doesn't make things very.
0: They should be very proud. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> not a little expected to make the finals. Like, come on. Like, even if it is the bubble, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, the, the eighth seed. I can't remember, but they were not a good seed. Fifth seed, I believe.
1: Fifth seed. Okay. Yeah. I mean- would do you see a fifth seed making it to the finals? Now I know I'm going to get tweets of people telling me exactly all the times. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was impressive.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, get ready for the Knicks fans to say, we were the eighth seed in 1999. No. It was also. Yeah. And, then,
1: and then what championship did they win? Yeah. Oh, we haven't won one since 1971.
0: In our lifetimes, they haven't won one.
1: Um... The last person to win, the last, like, star of a team to win was when Phil Jackson was on the Knicks. That's how long ago it was. Bill
0: Jackson was a player. Now he's retired as a coach. And we had suggestions about him um, going to, becoming the Clippers coach from, I believe, I forgot who it was. But we're like, dude, he's like 300 years old. <laughs> he, he's
1: 75. And like um, difference. I, don't, I don't think he's uh, interested in, like, isn't he? I, last I checked, he was, like, on a ranch in Montana and let's face it, now that marijuana is legal, he's getting in most states. <laughs> he's getting all the pot he wants. Yeah. He's a happy man.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So let's let him be.
0: Leave him alone. He's in his own world, literally.
1: Uh, let the man
0: be. Yeah. All right. Before we let you go, here's the postscript. So we all had, we all had our favorite songs in high school. What was yours?
1: My favorite song. Yeah, songs. Oh. Song. I was really into Lannis Marzette. Oh really into Broadway shows. Okay. So I mean, I graduated high school in nineteen ninety seven so like Jagged So Little did I. Time. So did I. Yeah. Jagged Little Pill was my jam. I listen to it all the time. Pearl Jam, I listened to a lot of Pearl Jam. Mm. Um yeah, those were the big ones. And then just uh, like rent was the big <laughs> Broadway show at the time. <laughs> so I still know every single word to rent. Mm-hmm.
0: Um so yeah. That those are mine. What was the typical high school? a uh, dance song that you you hear all the time? Um... I don't remember. Because I, no. I, I heard I Swear by All For One like all the time in dances.
1: I don't remember what we listened to at dances. I know we usually had bands play. So like... I don't... I do not remember a single song. Uh. Now I'm like trying to think of it and I really don't.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Uh... What screen names did you use in the past? Because... Back when... Hey kids! You guys don't know AOL is the messenger, AIM, but I used to use a screen name, uh, Evil Ray Ray or Master Ray Five. Ooh, that's rough. Uh, So here's
1: the thing: we didn't get AOL until I went to college, Uh and my college had given me like my email address was mph067, and so my brother started all of our screen names, and so. I just always use it, he, and so he used my college one, and PhD, like seven. And, alright, I'm gonna tell you a secret. I still use that email address for some things to this very day. Nice. <laughs> I still use it because, like, I don't want to change all of the different things that I subscribe for
0: now, you know, it's just it's too much work. So, there we go. Uh, I get it, like, I was actually amazed I got Rary at Gmail, which I still use to this day. But I was kind of amazed because I felt like Rary was a common name that someone else would use for, you know, Gmail or whatever else. But I was able to get that, and, I, and I've and i been using that since, I don't know, forever now. So, I still well, use that.
1: I, do, I mean, I do have Maggie Hendricks at Gmail, and I feel very lucky. Same thing that I have Maggie Hendricks at yeah. Gmail. Um, but, and that's like what I use for like things that I care about. Mm-hmm. But when like you're signing up for... When you're putting in an email for, you know, a free prize or something like that? Yeah. using of all.
0: Yeah, exactly. How did you discover Twitter?
1: Um, I think it was right it was right when I was starting working for Yahoo, and I think they told us we had to get Twitter accounts. Um, and so I I think it was through that. It was I know it was the year I started Yahoo, which was 2008. So, yeah.
0: I also got Twitter in 2008, but it wasn't because of basketball, because I followed an anime friend in there. It's like, what the heck is this? I'm gonna use Twitter or whatever. And <laughs> then... World. I didn't understand it at first. I still am not sure I do, but... Yeah. Neither did I. And be- and I wasn't writing basketball yet in, 2000- in, in uh, summer 2008. And then, for some strange reason, uh, Slam Magazine followed me on Twitter, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay, I'll talk basketball, and then I fell into it. So, um, the last time you were starstruck by a celebrity,
1: um, trying to think, I will tell you. So, in my in my job, like when I have to go to um, cover games for AP or you know whatever sporting event, I, it's not often that I'm starstruck by an athlete because. Yeah. I you know I really look at them as coworkers. Yeah, because, you know we're all doing our job there. Vince Carter, I was in love with Vince Carter when I was like eighteen. Uh huh. So I mean I had pictures of him up in my sorority house room. Nice. Like I I love Vince Carter, and the uh, who oh he he finished with the Hawks this season. Yeah. And I I didn't realize he was in the hawk on the Hawks, and I walk into the uh, visitor's locker room, and you know I go to the little. There's like a little corner I hang out in, trying to be out of the way of everybody. And I look over, and there's Vince Carter. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, Maggie. I what? I don't think I showed it outwardly, but inside I was like, shut up, shut up, <laughs> nothing. There's no like you don't need to. You don't. There's nothing cool about him. So that, I think that was the last time. I mean, usually it's because. I meet people who are outside of sports. Like I met um, the guy who plays Jerry Gergich in Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. I met him at a Cubs game. He was he was throwing out the first that day. He was standing in the concourse, waiting for his waiting for his family to show up. And I said to my husband and my friend, like, is that is that Jerry Gergich? Is that Jerry Gergich? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. So then I went over and took a picture with him and talked to him, and he was so nice. Um, so I think I'm more starstruck by that, like by people on TV and movies, yeah. than I ever am by athletes. But with Vince Carter, I've just I've had a crush on him for so long that that one got me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I met Jerry West in Summer League, and it was just like a regular conversation. But then after like five minutes after meeting, I was just kind of like. I <laughs> think I just met you he was. <laughs> I just hung out and talked to the logo. Yeah, it was like, because you're working that time. Like, you're just like doing whatever. Like, it's that's work, exactly right? Thing.
1: If somebody would have said to me, you need to interview Vince Carter, and you, you know, you talk to him, and that's the way it is, um, like, I, I would have. I would have absolutely done it, and I would have talked to him, and it would have been fine. Yeah. And later, I would have been, like, in my car, just yeah. to myself, like, holy crap, that was Vince Carter.
0: Yeah. I have another funny story at Summer League where um, I'm sitting next to John Corrales uh, at Summer League in, in Media Row. We're just talking. The Phoenix Suns Summer League team passes by, and Dan Marley is coaching them, right? So they're they're passing by, and then I just said, "What's up, Thunder Dan?" Right? Just casually, and then he just gives me a smile, gives me a fist bump, and like everybody in Media Row just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, like it just happened. It's just yeah. like it's just so weird. Like teenage me was just going crazy that I just gave Dan Marley a fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. The thing. So, I mean, even when, even when
1: like uh, last summer when the Aces came to Chicago to play the Sky, mm-hmm. and you know I'm like 15 feet from Bill Lambier, <laughs> the entire time I'm like, man, teenage me wants to just go punch that man in the face.
0: <laughs> that, that's so funny. Oh, and and one last story. Uh, I, like, in my bio on Twitter and Facebook, it says I once sat next to Jessica Alba, like, yeah, that really did happen, uh, because, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, so, I, do you remember the best damn sports show on Fox Sports? I do. It, yeah. I do. So, I got a ticket to that, and, um, me and my friend went, and, uh, we were sitting in the audience, obviously, and we had no idea that Jessica Alba was gonna be the guest, and we are just like, what? Seriously? This is, like, 04, so she was at her like peak at that point or whatever yeah and uh they had to do an audience shot right you know how they waved to the they wave to the tv or whatever they had to do that so they moved my friend down a row and they sat jessica next to me and, and i had to help her get to her seat so i like you know took her hand or whatever and sat her down next to me right and we had like a 10 second conversation or whatever i swear every guy there was giving me a death glare because I talked to Jessica Alba for 10 seconds, and she yeah, was sitting got next to me. Yeah, so that actually did happen, that yes, I did once sit next to Jessica Alba one time. But no picture, though. I couldn't get a picture with her. It's terrible. Yeah. Hey, it happened. <laughs> so, yeah, so go ahead and tell us what you got going on, Maggie.
1: Um, at the moment, I don't have much going on, because this guy seasons up, and so I'm, I'm, uh... <laughs> just watching a lot of baseball and basketball at the moment,
0: but uh, not much else going on, but I try to be funny on Twitter, so you can always follow me at Maggie Hendricks. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the No Look Pass. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast, various, fundamental, wherever podcasts are available, whether it's Stitcher or Apple or iHeartRadio, whatever. Um, I think that is it, so I got to get going before my dad yells at me. So! That's Maggie Hendrix, MPH, miles per hour, I'm RayRay, okay. Ray. I'm just a turtle, I just want to go to sleep, and, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Maggie.
1: Alright, thanks, have fun to Costco.
0: Yeah. Game over, yeah!
1: Hashtag, blame Ray. Ray.